Are you recording? I am recording. Are you recording? I am recording. Oh. Yeah, I mean, one of us is going to have to change. I'll tell you what. I've got nothing else, so you better turn around and walk back into that closet. Listen, I've been in the closet since before you were born. Yeah, that's very true. I, I was, as soon as I said it, I was like, this is where this is going. <laughs> Gay jokes. We love them. Hey, guess what I did this week? What'd you do this week? I watched Bandersnatch so we could talk about it. Oh, nice. Why don't we talk about So that it, gives us an. Why don't we talk about it next week on the next episode? Well, yes. That's. Yes. I'm saying <laughs> it's a thing we can. It's a thing, not on this episode, on the following episode, we could talk about it. Is that your first news article? That I watched Bandersnatch? It made news. <laughs> the fact that I sat down and watched a movie is huge. And it wasn't Into the Spider-Verse. That's the most impressive part. Oh, you're going to get on my balls for this again? Yes! I've seen it three times, Chris. Listen, I'll see what I can do. All right, let me see if I can... It's so good. Aren't you in, like, SAG or something? Can't you see it for free? No, I am not in that. Well, believe me, if I was in that, you would have been getting free movies long ago. That's illegal. It's not illegal. You keep saying that it's illegal. It's not illegal. It might be against SAG rules, but it's not illegal. I feel like it could be illegal seeing a movie that isn't released yet if you haven't been given like explicit permission. Well, you, but the, I don't. Like, isn't that technically piracy? Well, no, because I'm not. Because the movie was given to me by the people who made the movie. Right, but if it's not yours to give and I receive it, then aren't I stealing it from those people? No, I don't think that's the way that. Hold on a second. Do you need this? You need the chair. Look, all I'm trying to say is that I'm pretty sure if they catch you taking those movies, they give you the electric chair. Yeah, but if you. Sorry, we're we're debating on who gets an extension cord. Take a good listen, single people. This is domestic bliss right here. This is it. <laughs> just do tug of war for it. Oh, you're just going to drag it across the floor. That last comment was about my child, not about the <laughs> extension cord. Listen, it's, Don't say that. <laughs> it's bedtime and we got to... He's already in bed. Is your... Wait, hold on. Is your worry that... About my joke about that is that people will think he... That we put him to bed too late? No. Okay. <clears throat> anyway. Anyway, how are you? <laughs> Not arguing with my wife about an extension cord. Well, well then you are just <laughs> living an empty shell of a life. <laughs> I, we forgot to put up this past week's episode. And by we, I mean I. <laughs> I thought we were like, I was thinking about this when I was, when I was getting ready to call you. I was like, when did we release an episode last? Yeah. So uh, I think I, I thought I put it That's up. Right. I actually, what I meant to do, I ended, I, the problem is that I was too efficient because I finished editing it. Okay. Like two weeks ago. <laughs> yes. Sure. Yeah. Right. Sure. And I, I, it was just, it was finished and. I was like, ah, I'll do it later. I'll do it later. And then I was like, you know what I should do? I should put up, put it up early on Patreon for the patrons. And then I kept thinking, I should do that. I should do that. And then it's Thursday. And then it's already too late. <laughs> yeah, I get I've that. done nothing. I've done there. I've been there. This is a, the calmest start to an episode I think we've had in a long time. I know. I'm super sleepy. <laughs> I'm also super sleepy. Yay. <laughs> yeah, but you have an excuse. You have cats. 
It's... That's true. It was Melinda's birthday yesterday too. So I was gonna. That's that's what I wanted to say. Say happy belated birthday to our producer Melinda. Yeah. Who is amazing. Yeah. And pretty much, I mean, we do the content portion of this, right? And you edit it. But let's be honest. Yeah. Somehow Melinda has become the driving force for this entire vehicle. <laughs> I don't think she does anything for the actual podcast, but she does like she does the cinematography, the editing and the direction of all of our videos. Yes, everything other than this the, the actual podcast is pretty right. much her. I mean, yeah, our website was designed by her. Let's be honest. I think you can tell if you've listened to even half an episode of this, you can tell that we are both very lazy people so the fact that we have yes. a podcast and a website and videos on youtube and a life of any kind it's pretty impressive <laughs> if you would think that it would just be us it's clearly you know there's got to be something else going on here and that's melinda so happy belated birthday melinda yeah you're one year closer to death <laughs> Have you been to our website lately? Not lately, no, but I'm sure it's glorious. Uh, it's not It's not anything spectacular, but <laughs> Melinda was like, we need to get bios for you guys. Ask Chris for his biography. And I was like, uh, no, I'm just going to write it. And I did. Wait, didn't I write a bio at one point? And then you were like, hey, I'm just going to change yes, all this. Yes, a long time ago. Yes, okay. Yeah. Yes, I do remember this. Do you know what it says? <laughs> I think it's like blah, 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 I'm dumb or something like that. <laughs> so here we go. Chris Treble was born in 1925 in the city of Prague. When Hitler annexed Czechoslovakia in 1938, Chris was forced to emigrate to the Asian city of Kun Lun. There he studied an ancient fighting technique and won the title of the Immortal Iron Fist from Shao Lao the Undying. In 1945, Chris used his new abilities and influences to return to Europe intent on usurping Hitler from his throne. After killing Hitler and his wife Ava and making it look like a double suicide, Chris snuck out of the bunker through the window and started on a journey a journey that eventually led him to host the media lunch break that's oh my god i can't i can't believe i've never read that that's brilliant it's actually really good you ready for my bio yes andrew dunn is a potato <laughs> so good oh my god that's really funny uh, uh, you know what I like most about this about <laughs> this latest kind of like iteration of, of our show huh. is that lately for the last like three, four episodes, we've started we've started each episode complimenting on a very ourselves. masturbatory yeah. note. Yeah, of just like <laughs> just complimenting how funny we are. <laughs> which yes. I, it's nice because we really it takes the effort off of the audience to, yeah. to decide it for themselves. Yes. They're doing you. more of a public service in this yeah. than anything else. That's exactly what I was thinking. Uh, yeah, everybody, welcome to the Media Lunch Break, bringing you all of your comic geek and movie news all in the time it takes to eat a good sandwich and eat the rest of that queso dip you had left over from the Super Bowl. You know that stuff's just going to go bad. My name is Chris Treble. Alongside me, as always, is my co-host, Andrew Dunn. Say hello, Andrew. Go Packers! Did they win? They did. We all won. No, really, let's be honest. If you watched 
any of that game, you know, we all lost. <laughs> it was, it was a terrible game. It was really boring. Yeah. I know you don't watch I, sports. I did not see it, but that's what I heard. It is. A, I did see it in a quasi capacity so much as it was on the television and both my wife and I were on our phones for most of the time. Uh, cause it was so boring yeah. at one, well, first of all, I will say wow. this now I will say this. It, it helps to watch Any sporting event with people who want to watch it. And Sarah very much did not. Uh, And I was like, it is the Super Bowl. And maybe we should watch it because we're required as Americans. Um, And then we started watching it. And about halfway through the first or second quarter, I was on my phone and looked up and, and literally had the thought, Oh my God, this is still on. Like, I just didn't even notice it was there. It's the biggest sporting event of the year. And I didn't even notice it was still on. It was really bad. And I was like, well, maybe the halftime show will be good. And (laughs) and it wasn't. It was terrible. They were terrible. And you got a strip dance. And he's, he has a weirdly shaped torso, in my opinion. What is that about? Very solidly round. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I wasn't expecting that. And the commercials were not great. So there was just no, no saving grace. Yeah, the trailers weren't great. No, uh, which we'll we'll get into that. Uh, we'll definitely get into that. So I have a little bit of everything here. I got a little Marvel. I got a little DC. As always, to start off the episode, Andrew, the choice is uh, is yours. What would you like to start with? DC. Well, too bad. I want to talk about Detective Pinkachu. Oh, yeah. I've been actually saying this is a little bit of an older news, but I've been saving this news just for you, Andrew. Just a little gift, just for you. Um, Detective Pikachu. I don't know anything about this, other than it's a movie and we saw the trailer. Yeah, so Detective Pikachu, the trailer's come out, hasn't been released. Um, They've already signed off on a sequel to Detective Pikachu. Oh. Yeah. Um, It says Oren Uziel. We'll pen the script. Oren Uziel um, has worked on 22 Drum Street. He's worked on um, something called Shimmer Lake. He's uh, He was the guy who, I'm pretty sure this is a man based on the name. Um, <laughs> he wrote uh, the upcoming Sonic the Hedgehog movie, um, which is going to hit theaters November 8th. And he's also apparently attached to a Supergirl movie okay. and a reboot of Mortal Kombat. Okay. Um, so some interesting stuff. Did we, yeah, we both like the trailer. Yeah. Do we like it enough that we think it deserves a sequel before the movies even come out? No, I think they should. I think this is a one and done. Let the lore be out there and then put it to bed. That's interesting. Actually, I didn't even, hadn't even thought of just kind of like making it one and done and, and taking a stance and letting it go. But once you... Well, I think that this is... A, like, the how good this movie looks is definitely a fluke. And if it is actually good, that is definitely, definitely a fluke. And uh, don't play with gasoline too much, you know? That, is that a phrase? Is that a turn of phrase? Yeah. I mean, you can play with gasoline a little bit, but, you know... You don't want to play with it too much. Emerson, I hope you're listening. (laughs) Wow, that was eloquent. That was... Did you get that off of a fortune cookie? No, I got it off the back of the gasoline can. Oh, okay. Where you go for all of your wisdom. Um, Actually, I think you're right. Now that you say it, I think you're right. I think the fact that it looks so good is... um, 
I, I don't want to say it's a f- fluke, but yeah, it definitely is like... Well, like, how many Pokemon it, movies have they had, and how many of them have been any good? So far, this trailer is the best Pokemon movie ever. Just the trailer. Because, like, legitimately, as someone who isn't a Pokemon fan, mm-hmm. how many Pokemon movies are you aware of? Um, I know that there are... Well, I know of... I can think of one... Other than Detective Pikachu, there is one. Right. And I'm assuming because it's anime, there are actually 40. And I'm just not aware of 39 of them. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was going to say. There must be more than that. I can only think of one or two as well. But, like, there's got to be more than that. Yeah, I think you're right. I think the fact that it looks so good is kind of an... uh, Really, I think it comes down to this. You have the element of surprise with this movie. I think it's shock- the trailer shocked everyone in how good it looks, um, not just design-wise, but quality, just quality of story and everything. I think you get the element of surprise, and you get that only once. And I think to automatically go, this is going to be so big and so huge, we're going to make another one, and be able to repeat that, you've already lost half the things that you drew your audience in for already. And that is the fact that they are so shocked that it yeah. looks so quality that they're going to go just to see it. They're, they, they, they're going to go out of sheer curiosity. Right. Um, your curiosity is already uh, satisfied yeah. by the time the first movie ends. So what else are you going to offer? Unless you can offer up something really good, like a really strong script. And I'm talking near Oscar nominated plot line. You know what I mean? It's going to, it's going to have to be good because anything else is well, going the to... only thing I could think of is um, if there's another character that we meet in this movie, maybe another Pokemon, maybe we get a spinoff movie and that one is voiced by Hugh Jackman or, you know, someone equally because this one's Ryan Reynolds. That's part of the draw. Right. Um, that's the only thing I can think of. But even that is is it's you know, what? it's playing it's playing too much with gasoline. Yes. And uh as they, the old phrase goes, how, how does it go again? How does that old chestnut go again? You can play with gasoline a little bit, but you don't want to play with gasoline a lot because you'll burn your nuts off. Right. Okay. Hold on. Let me just burn your nuts off. Sorry. I was just writing that down. Okay. So what, uh, what do you got? What do you have? The Alfred Pennyworth television series will be, quote, unhinged, R-rated, and may feature Alfred battling the descendants of Jack the Ripper, who, and this is important, are just regular people. Because <laughs> I had to think about it. I had to think about it for a second. <laughs> Wait, was that a real? <laughs> Where did you? No, not quite. Where did you read that? <laughs> no, this was in an interview that uh, I, I forget. Who, let me look up who it is. Danny Danny Cannon. Do you know? Oh, the producer said this. Now it's not. He didn't. I added the part that they're regular people. Oh, okay. But he did say the descendants of Jack the Ripper. You know what we call the descendants of serial killers? Just regular people. <laughs> like i really you know what i mean i really wanted that to hold true that that was their real take on it and it's just alfred going around just ringing a doorbell in somewhere in the middle of suburbia and just a nice housewife opens the door and she's (laughs) it's just like 
<laughs> is this is this Cheryl Ripper? <laughs> they're like, yes. And he just punches him in the face, and he just he's just kicking the crap out of some nice. See, I got the image that he's in some like he's you know in a new job or something, or maybe he's learning how to be a butler, and he's at the school with a bunch of other people learning to be a butler. And they're like, all right, so we're going to start by learning a little bit about ourselves. Let's go around in a circle and just say an interesting fact about you or your family. And the first one is like, well, interesting fact, my great-great-grandfather was actually Jack the Ripper. And Punnyworth just leaps across and just, just like, smashes him in the face. Just... <laughs> all right, so here's the info. Okay, please. <laughs> so first of all, uh, Alfred is going to be played by Jack Bannon, who seems like an odd choice if you look him up. He's done a lot of period work, so like he was in Fury, he was in The Imitation Game. So both of those will work pretty... Like Those are both fairly similar time periods and, and locations, at least Imitation Game is. Uh, but the producer, Dan and Danny Cannon, had this to say, quote, It's 20-something years before Gotham. It's a very different world. This is the DC version of 1960s London. 13 degrees darker history is different, whatever that means. It's not the England we know. It looks and feels like, but if you look a little closer, you ask, why is that like that? Why is that building there? What war is he talking about? Uh, and then he says, he goes on to say that Alfred won't be fighting any classic Batman villains. Uh, but that there will be archetypal villains and classic villains of British literature. Uh, quote, they're all available to us. He then teased that Alfred could find himself up against the descendants of Jack the Ripper. Uh, Jack the Ripper will long be dead during that time, but his descendants in this universe may have gone down a similar dark path. But I just like that, like... Why do they have to be the descendants of Jack the Ripper? <laughs> why can't it why just not be... just make him anybody? That's what I mean. Why can't they just be like serial killers <laughs> or whatever? I, why does it matter who their this... great grandparents are? Is this taking place? Wait, hold on. Let me because I just saw the quote too. Hold on a second. Uh, let me where did where the what the hell? Okay, hold on. It's twenty something years before. It's taking right. place in the sixties. Is 60s this and part London. of the Gotham universe? Is this part? Is this like a it is. Danny Cannon I think so, yeah. is, I, I think he's the producer or one of the producers of Gotham. Um, yeah. Oh, well, so now that, that I know that, I like this project even less. This is just, <laughs> it's just a terrible show, Gotham is. It used to be fine, and it yeah. quickly went from fine to just ridiculousness. Just an acid trip of yeah. Batman stuff just cramming whatever this there's no way okay and he's a, the joker oh no he's yes. not oh no, yes he's he his is. twin brother oh, no he's not then he is then his twin brother is the joke i don't know whatever man i stopped watching it like three seasons ago anyway that's not the point the point is here's <laughs> they they say that he's not going to run into any batman villains because it's like 40 20 years before wait a second what wait hold on i just put did some math in my head it's 20 something years before gotham this is the DC version of the 1960s, yes. which means Gotham takes place in the 80s, which is not the case. Everyone should be like break What's dancing and like wearing happening? baggy pants. Like, and... What the hell is going on with this? Is ridiculous. <laughs> you you don't wait 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 wait. So have you not gotten to the part in Gotham where young Bruce Wayne walks to school with a giant boombox on his shoulder? It, oh, and his in his 
um, sideways neon hat and his Alf T-shirt. His Alf, t- Alf T-shirt. <laughs> oh man. Uh, um, b- just blasting his Aha Best of album. <laughs> Do they even have a best of? Does Aha have a best of album? Yeah, it's just one song on it twelve times. It's just take on me twelve yeah, times. Yeah, just loops. That's yeah, true. This is this. I can't believe this is happening. I just, <laughs> I just, what the hell? Like this is the, the other thing is there's no way that they're not going to start bringing in characters from Batman because otherwise, why in the holy fuck am i gonna watch this why would i want to watch this you gonna you're gonna take one of the most uninteresting characters in the entire batman lore and base an entire series around that and then you're gonna fill that with other characters who because the most uninteresting character in batman lore is the central figure you have to make the side figures less interesting than him so i want to watch him and surround us with a bunch of less interesting people that we don't know or care about. I actually disagree with you that he's the the least interesting character. I think he's extremely interesting, but I think he's extremely interesting in the same way that Boba Fett is extremely interesting in that you don't really know anything about him. And what makes Alfred super interesting is that it was always really interesting to see like in the animated series, someone would break into Bruce Wayne's house while Batman's out doing stuff and then like... Alfred would just come out of nowhere and bash the dude in the head with a statue and then he'd wake up and be tied up to a chair. And you're like, whoa, this old man's got some moves. What's that about? And then there would just be an off-the-cuff explanation that like, oh, he used to work for the government or whatever, killing people. And you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. Let's take this back. But then they never did, which is the right choice. Right. That's exactly what I was going to say. Is that, listen, when I say he's the least interesting character in the Batman lore, that is putting him in with a lot of very, very colorful characters. And that is, you know, it's a, well, I was going to say as well that, um, Mr. Freeze used to be the least interesting Interesting. character before the animated series. Right. And then you added one tiny detail. Well, not tiny, but you added one sort of detail about him and it made him very compelling. Right. This, and the point that you made is exactly what I was going to counter you with before you actually made it. And that's, I don't want to know all of this information. Right. Alfred Pennyworth is kind of like James Bond in that I don't want to know his backstory. You can only go wrong. If you try to explain how this guy is similar to James Bond, if you try to explain how this guy is superhuman, there can't be an explanation for this. So it's not going to work. Yeah. Because as soon as you explain all of his history, I am then going to go, well, what the hell is he doing as a butler? Yeah. Like, why Why the hell? You know what I mean? Yes. There's got to be a fall from grace or something like that. Whereas if it's never really explained, then it makes it more compelling. Right. Plus, what do I care? I don't care. Unless, again, you have an entire universe full of characters. You're taking this one very ancillary character compared to a lot of the other people that we've focused on in either the comics or movies or television or anything like that. And you're plucking him to base an entire series on. And then again, you're putting him in a time period when none of these other characters exist. And then I just don't care. I would rather watch a half hour sitcom with Alfred in the modern day DC universe. And that would be more entertaining. Well, I I was actually going to say the best time period to do it would be during, like have a spinoff that takes place during the Gotham universe. But you wouldn't want Batman to be as, as involved as he is. What Gotham should have been about is that every other episode, one should be about, 
Lieutenant or whatever he is, Officer Gordon, and the other one should be about uh, Alfred Pennyworth protecting the the Wayne family. And, like, someone breaks in and he's like, fuck you, buddy, and just, like, beats the shit out of him or whatever. Right. Like, we don't need an origin story. Right. We want to see this dude do cool stuff already. Fully formed. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, this is, that's, this is... Is this going to be on... Does it say where it's going to be? Where where they're going to... Is this going to be on Fox? Who cares? Excellent point. So, this was interesting. Uh, Universal and Blumhouse are going to be um, redoing another version of The Invisible Man. Um, it says that Lee Whannell, who directed a bunch of the Insidious movies... And he wrote a bunch of the Saw films as well. He's going to be... Is he directing? I believe he's directing. Yeah, he's going to be directing a new version of The Invisible Man. Um, this is going to be the, th- what, third, fourth, fiftieth attempt to start Universal's Dark Universe. I guess, really, I have to ask, do why why do they keep... why? Why? Why do they keep doing this? I actually know the answer to this one, Chris. Okay. I know the answer to this one. It's because the last time we saw The Invisible Man was in League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, and that movie made so much money and was so successful that they needed to make a follow-up. But my question is, did we really see The Invisible Man? (laughs) I'm very proud of that joke. See what I did there? Because it was... Because he was invisible. Oh, because he's invisible. Because he's invisible. And you you can't see him. See what I'm saying? That's right. Do you remember Hollow Man? Yeah. Let's just do that one again. (laughs) That's why they should not make an Invisible Man movie, because that's all I can think of. They should get Kevin Bacon to be the Invisible Man and make it a spinoff. Of the Hollow Man? Yeah. I think they did that. I think they had a second Hollow Man. Well, they did, but make it a spinoff. Hollow... Hollower Man. Hollower Man. Yeah. I can see... Why... Why is this... Why do they still think this is going to be a thing? Why do we want to... Is there any way... Why? Why? Why, Andrew? Why? Just why? Chris, Chris. I'm just looking... I'm so lost. Listen, if they think they can make one dollar more than it costs to make it, they're going to make it. But it's not. It will. It's just not. It certainly will. Like, I think even The Mummy made its money back. Are you gonna go see this? No. God. Oh, Can you imagine? Being seen and coming out of that theater? Good God. After seeing Kevin Bacon play the Invisible Man for the third time. <laughs> Fool me once. Shame on you. Fool me twice. Twice. Get the gasoline. But not too much. But not too much. You can't play around with it or you'll burn your nuts off. All right. I'm looking up the info for The Mummy. On how much money it made? The Mummy. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Dude, yeah. it made It made more than its money back by a lot. The production budget was $125 million, and it's worldwide gross, I think, of just cinema. So, like, not including DVD sales or action figures well, or any of that other yes, stuff. Yes, that sweet, sweet action figure that the mummy had that was just flying off the shelves this Christmas season. They probably were. Don't shake a stick at that. Like, think about The Phantom Menace made more money. I will shake... A stick at whatever I want. And don't you tell me otherwise. The Phantom Menace made more money in action figures than any of the movies made in cinemas. I know. We have some of them in my house. That's unfortunate. So the movie cost $125 million and it made $409 million. 
Wait, how much did it cost? It cost $125 million, and it made three times that. Mm. That's what I'm saying. Like, people, you're underestimating how many moviegoers there are. How much of that went into the Tom Cruise running budget? $124 million. He runs a lot. Wow. That's impressive. That is very impressive. Listen, I don't know. I mean, the fact that they're going smaller with it, that they're trying to do more of an, in, like, a horror movie with it, and maybe not make it seem so interconnected with the other stuff might work out, maybe. But I think that they need to back off. I think they need to rest it yeah. and try and come back fresh. Because it, the, it smells of desperation after a while. I mean, you've been trying to do this like three different times now. Yeah. You know what I mean? And this doesn't sound like a big moneymaker. And you can tell. So they're probably going to do a fourth try. Right. Exactly. The Room's Tommy Wiseau and Greg Sestero have made a shark attack movie called Big Shark, and a teaser has leaked, and I swear to God I will be so angry if none of the characters say, Oh, hi, shark. Oh my God, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this really happened? So here's here's the, the down low. This is what I'm fucking talking about. Why this? See, this is what I'm talking about. They're making... Alfred and an Invisible Man movie, and yet this, this doesn't get the press? Are you kidding me? Wait, wait, wait. There's more that's actually very interesting. So they sh- they premiered the trailer at a it's some some small gathering. Uh, you can actually find the leaked footage online for now if they haven't taken it down yet. But it's super shaky. At some small gathering. It was in the middle of a footlocker, let's be honest. <laughs> no, it was at a theater. But it's clearly just like someone videotaped it on their phone and like they were trying to hide it. So it didn't it doesn't look great. But the the person who leaked it. Uh, it's Tommy Wiseau taping it. Probably is. He probably it wasn't even on purpose. They hijacked into the movie theater for a different movie and put on the trailer over top of the end game trailer. Maybe. This is really what what happened. I, I wish he was that smart. So they, they the person who leaked the trailer also did an interview with a, a German website because it was in Germany. And he said, uh, it, it looks like the film hasn't been shot yet because uh, Wiseau was there and he said that they, they hadn't started shooting it yet. <laughs> and that the leaked footage yes. was just a promotional <laughs> teaser that they filmed. And they're possibly trying to work on financing and to drum up early hype. And here's what Wiseau told him. The plan is to shoot the film this year and premiere it at the Prince Charles Cinema this September. Yes, 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 <laughs> yes, yes. I love. <laughs> oh my god! I love. They're gonna shoot a movie in six months. There's at, so or, much or about... shoot it in like four months and then edit it and put it up in September. This is what I love. There's so many things I love about this. Not only that, but they also so they shot. They took the time to shoot a trailer for a movie that hasn't even been shot, then took the time to go into a German theater and show it to one theater worth of people to drum up support yep. for it, to raise money, <laughs> to shoot a movie in six months. I don't know who they think is in this movie theater in Germany. I don't... <laughs> like... <laughs> yes. It works. So much, yeah. I love it so. Yeah, I, it. All, all I, all I it have to worked, say is that I'm it really worked excited. in what way? It worked in the way that people opened their eyes we're and looked at the screen it. while the trailer was going. In. Yeah, we're talking. <laughs> well, about, yeah, are we're... you giving any money towards making this movie? Yeah, 
I would. He should make a Kickstarter. Really? Yes. Are you kidding? Do they have a Kickstarter? I hope so. This is the thing. Is they? Well, you saw the trailer online. Did does it say there's a Kickstarter at the end of it? <laughs> no, but the- how the hell are we supposed to drum up support if we don't know where to put it? <laughs> Well, the, I, the I think hell? the idea is to get the attention of a rich producer. In one German theater. Yeah. Yes. That's where all the rich producers go to watch movies. Is <laughs> in German movie theaters. Everyone fair, knows again, that. I think, this was, I think he was just showing it as it was before a screening for another one of his movies or something like that. So it was just for like the people who were there. Here's a sneak peek of something we're working on, you know. And uh, right. that's the thing. I'm all, we, look, all I have to say is that I'm really excited to see The Disaster Artist Part 2. I cannot wait. This is so wonderful. I, <laughs> I love it. Uh, you know what's weird? It's weird that this plan isn't more thought out. You don't expect that from Tommy Wiseau. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Greg Sestero, though, he's kind of the professional as far as I can tell. He's kind of a professional. That's a ringing. That's a sound endorsement right there. <laughs> There's a couple of stories that we got to talk about as far as Suicide Squad goes. So we got to talk oh, some. Oh God! Su- and you shut your. You watch your mouth. You mean Academy Award winner Suicide Squad? <sighs> You're right. Genuflect when you say that. <laughs> so a couple of things have happened with Suicide Squad, with the sequel to Suicide Squad. So first, first James Gunn was reportedly writing it, right? Now right. he's reportedly directing it. Okay. Um, there is a... Um, the Either way, it's an improvement. It already is. The title is apparently The Suicide Squad, which is... Oh, I thought it was going to be Guardians of the Suicide Squad. <laughs> <laughs> three they just put three just to fuck with people here i'm just gonna read you i'll read you this direct quote the pick is the title the suicide squad is not and is not being labeled a direct sequel but as a relaunch the 2016 original movie featured a bunch of characters. I'm not going to skip over that one. Uh, blah, 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 blah. So it's to say that Gunn's focus is to take the franchise in a new direction with a mostly all-new cast of characters and actors, which translates to, we're going to keep Will Smith and Margot Robbie and ditch the rest. Sources also say that the project is also very much rooted in Gunn's vibe as seen in the Guardians movies. Which is polite speak for Warner came begging to him to please, please, please make them a Guardians of the Galaxy movie. That's uh, I mean, the first one was an attempt to make a Guardians of the Galaxy movie, right? I think in some sort of way, yes. And so what they did is they upped the anti- Like the music that they chose, the right. colors. I th- so I think what they did- Bringing together a, a group of misfits. Yeah, the needle drop soundtrack. Right. So in addition to that- to kind of add on to that, we also got a Birds of Prey trailer. Did you see that? Yeah, sort of. I mean, I, I did see it. It's sort of a trailer. It's a kind of a sort of a trailer um, where you, you see for the first time the cast in costume so much as it is for Birds yeah, of for Prey. for like a tenth By the way, of a second each. How much do you love this title? Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. Because I think the title Birds of Prey... And the getting rid of Jared Leto and all of his used condoms was unapproved by legal. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it's an okay title. Like, I like that 
I mean, it's it's straight out of James Gunn's book. Like he loves yes. all that stuff, like Buckaroo Banzai in the twenty first and a half dimension, or whatever, whatever the name of that movie right, was, right, stuff right, like right, that. Right. Like you can see the influences of that movie in both of the Guardians of the Galaxies movies. It feels weird having. Like, is this a Harley Quinn movie or is this a Birds of Prey movie? It's got to be a Harley. I mean, they're going to say it's a Birds of Prey movie, but it's got to be a Harley Quinn movie. I mean, it, why else? Right. You know, th- she's the draw. But like Mary Elizabeth Weinstead. What about her? Well, she's in it. She's going to be very good. And she's well, yeah. someone else who's important. <laughs> no, the cast. I mean, listen, the cast is is really good. Ewan McGregor is really good. Um, they have a solid cast. Right, but right, as far right. As- but Birds of Prey are the th- like, is it is it about those three women? Or is it about Harley Quinn? I think they're going to say it's about the three women, but when you watch the movie, it's going to be about Harley Quinn. I, well, yeah, because she's producing it too, right? Yes. And also, she's the character we already have some... We're familiar with her already. Yeah, I just... I, I wish that this would be more of a collaborative... I'm I'm hoping that it will be much more about all three of the women instead of a Harley Quinn movie, although the title seems to suggest otherwise. But I think that one of the mistakes that they did with Suicide Squad... Uh, 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 Academy Award-winning Suicide Squad. (laughs) Is that she's just not that interesting of a main character. It's like as soon as they gave Jack Sparrow... Jack Sparrow's a great character, but as soon as they gave him his own movie, the shit just hit the fan. Uh, And I think she's a similar I mean, that's about as dumb as giving Alfred Pennyworth his own series sort of it actually would be more like giving the joker his own series like you don't or like his own movie or like 12 of his own movies just basically because there's a lot of joker movies coming out yeah i mean we'll see how well that works but <laughs> listen it can't all be gold okay i'm not gonna hit it out of the park no every i thought that was time, look chris right? i thought that was I'm really tired. good you're, you're tired you are a very right? funny handsome We're, man chris it's not gonna be don't patronize me I will do whatever I damn well please. I'm kidding, actually. I need. I want you to. I want you to patronize me as much as humanly possible. Great. I In will. In fact, you could amp up the patronizing by at least fifty percent. All right, I'll do my best. You wonderful person. Thank you. <laughs> Can we just go back to talking about all the funny stuff we've done in other episodes? <laughs> I feel like we're being pretty funny in this one. All right. Okay. Sure. That's a sure. Sure. I mean, I am. Well, y- wait. You're being funny, or you think? We are being funny. Yes. Excellent. Which one of those is more patronizing? The second one. That one. I wasn't listening, I'll be honest with you. Yeah, I think I think you're right. I almost would love it. I, I think I would have liked it if they had done a... I mean, we're saying this about two movies that haven't come out yet, but, but that's what the internet's for. I think I'd almost like it better if they took whatever they're going to do with Harley Quinn, put it in The Suicide Squad, and had just made a separate Birds of Prey movie. Yeah. Because the Birds of Prey... In the comics, it had nothing to do with Harley Quinn. Correct. So I think I would have found it more compelling to have just a Birds of Prey movie. Yeah. And then continued on with whatever Harley Quinn's storyline is through the Suicide Squad franchise. Right. That would make more sense to me. That is the end of my sentence. Is it my turn? Yep, it's your turn. What do you What do you got? Well, it's about time. The Russo brothers discuss Avengers Endgame test screenings and confirm a three-hour runtime. So hold your pee, nerds. Yes. I've heard this is the longest so here we go. Marvel movie ever. Yeah. Now, the Russo brothers confirmed that Disney is fine with a three-hour runtime as long as it makes sense. So they are doing advanced screenings with select audiences. They've said that they're working on stuff. You know, it's not a it's not a 
set thing yet. They might cut out some more stuff here and there, but as of right now, it is three hours long. And Anthony Russo said in an interview with Collider, quote, We have screened the movie four times for audiences now. For the first three screenings, not a single person got up to go to the bathroom. (laughs) We've also killed all the test audiences afterwards. (laughs) And and before. That's not a single one got up to go to the bathroom. It's true. After we murdered them. That's very true. (laughs) There were also, what he didn't notice, they, they weren't given anything to eat or drink for six hours. So... I'll be honest, I think I said this when we were talking about Infinity War, the the one way, I've, I had discovered a new way of testing the quality of a movie, um, and it is in fact that an Infinity War passed. I did not go to the bathroom, and I had to pee throughout the entire movie, and did not find <laughs> one scene where I went, yeah, I could probably pee now. And, you know, that is actually the solid mark of a movie to me, is that if you, at no point that you go, I could probably skip out on this and come back to it. It's not a big deal. Yeah, I mean, it used to be if you had to go and sort of forgot about it. But now it's like, if you have to go through the whole thing, but refuse to, if you're willing to do bodily harm to yourself in order to see the entire film. So I could believe it. I could definitely believe it with this. Um, I think some people are going to be upset or think that the three hour runtime is indulgent. But at the same time, honestly, I think a three hour runtime is short when you can think about the fact that they're trying to wrap up like 10 to 12 movies. Yeah. Over the course, probably more. Um, yeah, I was going to say like 11 years worth of movies. Uh, that's what I'm thinking that of. It's like 10 to like 11 two, years of movies. It's got to be close to 20 at this point. Yeah. Because they've done like two movies a year. Yeah. So when you're trying to wrap up all those storylines in some sort of fashion, and then also trying to set up another 10 years of movies, yeah, it's going to be long. Speaking of just on that subject, um, on the subject of, of Avengers, Tessa Thompson all but um, confirmed that she is making an appearance in Endgame. Oh. Yeah, she... Where where the fuck was she at the beginning of Infinity War? That's the question. That is the big question. Everyone assumed that she had possibly died at the beginning of... And they just didn't show. But she was one of the Valkyries, so... Yes. She had tweeted in reference to two films coming out this year. She said one in April and one in June. Now, she (laughs) is in Men in Black International. That comes out in June. Right. Uh, Endgame comes out in april it sure does so presumably she is in endgame yeah she's gonna maybe be another hawkeye type character where like we were supposed to forget about her for a minute and then she and then she comes back right now did you watch the super bowl trailer i take it that you did yes first of all what did you think of it it's fine generic i mean i don't want it to i don't want to see too much you know so okay it's good fair have you seen the screen grabs and the rumors that they've edited something out of certain shots? Yeah, I think it's got to be Captain Marvel. Hmm. I don't know, though. I feel like... I mean, granted, she hasn't been in any of these trailers, but I feel like the cat's out of the bag on that one. You know what I mean? I feel like there's something else that they're editing out. I don't think it is. I, I don't think the cat is out of the bag. We know she's going to be in it. We know that she's going to join the Avengers. Well, we do, because we're nerds. But I think they're trying to... I think they're trying to make it so that you're going to be like, well, maybe they do, maybe they don't. Who knows? <laughs> Wait, I'm sorry. What did, What was that? One more time with that one? I said, they're, I think they're trying to be like, Oh, that was a good, that's a very accurate movie executive 
impersonation. Thank you. That was my Anthony Russo. You've been really practicing. Yeah, that was really good. No, I think it is. Very good. I hope that never comes back to bite you in the ass in pursuing any sort of career opportunities. You know, it's really funny. I was just thinking about this. This is a bit of a side tangent. Uh, and I probably shouldn't even this say anything. This entire podcast is a side tangent. What are you talking about? <laughs> so this is nothing but a side tangent. When the 2016 election was happening, um, a professor, a college professor of mine, posted an article about Hillary Clinton, and some. It was like an article that was like, "Yeah, Hillary is clearly the right choice, but she does have these issues that we're if she becomes president, we're going to have to stick to her on." And a mutual friend of mine of ours who went to school with me, like ripped into this professor and was like, you know, you're garbage for posting this and like really, really like dug in deep. And I was like, I commented and I was like, hey, hey, that's not okay. You know, like this is a person we respect who taught both of us. And like, first of all, I personally believe that any information that comes out as long as it's true is warranted and we should all be completely aware and have the total amount of information provided to us about all the candidates so we can all make our our own decisions. And, you know, uh, no amount of correct information is a bad amount. And secondly, it's her Facebook page. She can post whatever she wants. And after that, he fucking blocked me. (laughs) And uh, and he's Steven Spielberg. No, uh, <laughs> he, uh, but now he's, he's like a big wig casting director in LA right? <laughs> and he's casting like a new TV show that has Bradley Whitford. But I was thinking like, I remember people used to say to me all the time, like, oh, if you want to be an actor, you got to make sure you're super nice to every single person. Cause you never know who you're talking to. And you know, the person on the sidewalk that you bump into could be the casting director you see the next day or whatever. And uh, I was like, knowing what he ended up being, would I go back in time and change the way I reacted? And I was like, fuck no. <laughs> so I was like, I wish someone had told, had emphasized more that like your integrity is more important than your audition. Because now I'm like, yeah, no, I made the right call. I was standing up for what I believe in. Andrew, let me let me help you out with this situation. Sure. Um, your integrity is worth absolutely nothing. And you should swallow it or sell it or prostitute it away at any given moment. To... Are we still talking about integrity? This could work in Is many... Is that what you call your penis? Yes. I have it tattooed right on there. Um, <laughs> Except you, you could only get integ. Yep. Um, <laughs> you should feel free to give that away at a moment's notice at any point that you need to. In fact, you should just spend it like a $1 bill. I don't know if people spend $1 bills anymore, but you should go ahead and spend it very easily. Very, just all the time. Chris, I'm going to pull us up out of this spiral. So I think it's Captain Marvel. And a lot of people have been saying they think it's the Hulk because there's a big... (laughs) I love that you just really... Just hard left turned me out of that. You like, you clearly... Not even gracefully. Didn't even try to help me. You were just like... You're doing a really bad tailspin. I'm just going to ignore everything you said and keep moving on. Well, I kept waiting for the punchline and it never came. There's never a punchline. Your life is a punchline. So a lot of people have been thinking that it's the Hulk, but because it's there's like a big gap. But if you look, there are three people in the background. Bruce Banner is right there in the photo. Yeah. So it can't be the Hulk. There's a version where the Hulk separates from Bruce Banner. And we were sort of getting... Yeah, I was just going to say, it could be that. 
I, I don't think so, though. I really think it would be super weird to have four people in the background and Chris Evans in the foreground. And I think it's more likely that there's a normal-sized person in the foreground next to Chris Evans. And I think it's Captain Marvel. I think it's Batman. He's in this universe, right? Who? Superman. Captain Marvel is basically Superman. Could it be Green Lantern? Could it be... I bet it's... I think it's Han Solo. These are great jokes, Chris, but we've got to move on. Thank God. Okay, <laughs> I'm I'm just on fire this time. We got time for one more, Andrew. I've got to choose just the right one. Can't cock this up. Can't integ this up. The pressure's on. Yeah. Let's see. You got to play with some gasoline on this one, but not, not too much. much. Don't want to burn your nuts off. You don't want to burn the integ off. Ben Affleck is no longer Batman. Oh yeah. How'd I do? That was good. That was a good choice. Okay. Good. Cool. Cool. So yeah. So apparently, it's pretty much. I mean, we've been back and forth on this. Like, I don't. I was gonna make some sort of. Backgammon. Tennis. Thank you. Pong. Ping pong. Any of those. I'm just really whiffing on this one. Um, So uh, we've been back and forth on this a lot between is Affleck in, is Affleck out. And the suspense is killing me. Affleck is apparently kind of officially out. I mean, it makes sense. He was the best part. Why would he be in that? Right. Exactly. Why would he... And now he could be in the Marvel Universe. (laughs) Who who would he play in the Marvel Universe? I'm just curious. He would play... Batman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. Well, he could be in Deadpool now, and they could make all sorts of fun Batman jokes. Ooh. He could be Wolverine. No. He's... Everyone is guessed as Wolverine. That's just automatic. So, Affleck... He could be Daredevil. Actually, I would kind of love that. I'm not going to lie. If they brought him back to play his daredevil in the MC, I think that'd be yeah. I think that'd be kind of great actually. I think that'd be kind of amazing. Like older daredevil. They need a lawyer for something and they get Matt Murdock played by Ben Affleck. Right, right. Yeah, so apparently it's it's pretty much official because Affleck tweeted out uh, excited for hashtag the Batman Summer 2021 and to see Matt Reeves LA Vision come to life and he had attached a deadline Hollywood story about how Ben Affleck is no longer Batman. So that pretty much pretty much settles that argument. And if we have to do another one of these stories, I'm going to kill someone. I mean, the DC universe drove him to alcoholism. Yes. Yeah, that's usually what does it. There's not usually underlying factors. I mean, it nearly has for us. You ended up seeing Justice League, right? Yes, I did. You're going to tell me you didn't need to drink a fifth after that? No, but that's only because I had done it beforehand. <laughs> it's the only way to get through I it. Come, I come prepared. Yeah. Yeah, so he's out. Who do we who think, do you think gonna... they're going to get in? Oh, damn it. You son of a bitch. You stole my question. <laughs> you know what you were doing. Listen, I think John Hamm would be great. I know everyone's been saying John Hamm, but I think John Hamm would be great. They No, they said they wanted to go with a younger one, right? Oscar Isaac? Nah, it's... We need, we need younger. We need, like... Get the kid who plays him in Gotham. All right. First of all, <laughs> fuck you for that comment. <laughs> Secondly, just for the record, Sarah officially said no to John Hamm as Batman. She said no? She said no. She said yes to John Hamm as husband. Right. Though, which... She said I do to John Hamm. I mean, I can't blame her. And now you got to move out half your shit. 
So there's a, a funny full trailer for FX is what we do in the Shadows series from Taika Waititi and Jermaine Clement. And fun fact, what we do in the Shadows could have been the title of R. Kelly's autobiography. <laughs> uh, I don't even think we need to talk about it. I just want to leave it at that joke. That was amazing. It was so good. Uh. Uh, I don't have much to say about it. Just that Matt Barry, who's one of my favorite actors, showed up in this. He's like the he, he's one of the three main characters in it, which totally shocked me. He's kind of a B-list guy. Name something this this gentleman has been in other than this trailer. His most prominent thing is the IT crowd. Ah, yes, yes, yes. yes. Oh, I know who this guy is. I know this man. He's in a couple other little things here and there. Yeah, Toast of Steven. Uh, he has a he, he does a lot of voice work. Yes, he has a very good English booming accent. Th- please tell me that wasn't your impersonation of him. It was. It's pretty good, actually. Wow, that's. But also, wow. uh, I don't know any of the other actors in it. There's a whole long list of of actors who show up in this, but one of them is Doug Jones. <laughs> really? Yeah. Huh. And uh, the show premieres on March 27th. All right. So I'll be watching that. Because I watch, like, everything Matt Berry does because I think he's hilarious. Well, then you can't go wrong. Oh, also, fun fact. Uh, if we have any listeners who are going to be at the Emerald City Comic Con in... Uh, I should probably save this for when we're wrapping up. But if we have any people who are going to be at the Emerald City Comic Con in Seattle, one half of us and our producer, director, editor, cinematographer, filmer person is going to be there. Oh, excellent. That's good to know. Yeah. That's excellent to know. Yeah. You're not coming. No, I'm not. Am I not? When is it? Uh, Well, it's in Seattle on March... 17th well you know what you didn't even you didn't even ask maybe i would have made the time i didn't want you to go well i can't argue with you there (laughs) cool so i think that's it do you have anything to add before we wrap up andrew oh actually yeah do you know who'd be a really good batman who val kilmer oh really yeah i think he'd make an excellent bet oh no you know you know what Hey, Andrew. George George hey, Clooney. Hey, Andrew. Hey, Andrew. Hey, bat, Andrew. Bat nipples. Hey, Andrew. Where can they find us? He used a Batman credit card. They can find us on iTunes. You can listen to us on Spotify or on Google Play Music. We also have a SoundCloud. That's soundcloud.com slash the media lunch break. You can find us on Twitter, uh, where our handle is at Media Lunch Break. You can also find us on Facebook. You can find us on YouTube.com slash The Media Lunch Break. Check out some videos. We just put up a great Superman video, and we're working on one for How to Train Your Dragon 3. Oh, you just put up the Superman video? That's a good video. It is a really good video. It is great. You should watch it, because I watched it like 10 times at work today, and it's hilarious. I'm really happy with that video. Melinda edited it so well. And uh, we've also got a Patreon. Our Patreon URL is patreon.com slash the media lunch break. If you feel free to pay us for what we're doing, that would be swell. If not, that's fine. We pretty much do it for free anyway. Uh, It's amazing we don't just do this on the street. And we also have an email address, and that is themedialunchbreak at gmail.com. And you can find us on our website and check out our biographies there. And that is www.themedialunchbreak.com. That's all of them. And we didn't even need to do it a second time to see if we checked. If we got them all. We did them all in one shot. I know. And we didn't have any help except for this document that I wrote all of them into. Well, that's fine. A little assistance is fine. (laughs) 
I, after last week's, I was like, yeah, I just need to have this in front of me. <laughs> You're like, enough's enough. After it took us four tries. Well, like when we first started getting like real with the show, you started writing down your intro. And I made fun of you for it for like 20 minutes. And now I'm like, yeah, I should write the end down. Yeah, you son of a bitch. I don't know. That was harsh. I don't know why I did that. I just, I felt so, the yeah, need. If, uh, I just, I was if like, anyone wants to say hi at, uh, in Seattle, I'm going to be at Emerald City Comic Con the last day, I think, Sunday. Okay. And, uh, Melinda and I are going to be there. And, um, I don't know. I'll bring some cards, maybe some bottle openers or something. I, I doubt anyone's going to say hi, but it'd be fun. Wow. Are you trying to pity them into saying hi to you? Yes. Because you know, Mitch Hedberg used to have this great bit. It usually works. I know. Mitch Hedberg used to have this great bit where he, it was the start of a joke. And I don't even remember what the joke was. I think it was just like like it w- went on to be about this guy who like ran into him and he got into a fight with the guy or whatever. But it starts with this one time I was hanging out at a bar and nobody was around me because I just did a show. <laughs> and I love that like little side joke. That's amazing. <laughs> All right, that's it. Yeah. We did a thing. We did it. We did a thing, and it, and it's done, and now there's a thing where there wasn't a thing. I think I remember that old song by TLC, Don't Go Playing With Too Much Gasoline. Yes. Yeah. Go playing with gasoline. A little bit's okay, but not too much. Because <laughs> um, if you do, you might burn your nuts off. <laughs> That old chestnut. You remember it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Top 40s hit. Oh, yeah. I used to play it. It was on all the stations. I used to play it on my CD player. Don't go playing with with too much gas. gas. You can can play play with with a little little bit, but not too much, because or else you're going to burn your nuts off. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That was good. Good song. Goodbye, everybody. Da, 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 your nuts off. You're not gonna edit this part out. I don't care what you say. You're not gonna edit it out. Even though this is really boring to listen to, you're not gonna edit it out. Cause I said so. Here it is.